Hello and welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey. Friends, I'm calling this the podcast year of reflection episode. I'm coming to you the final week of December 2021. I thought it'd really be fun to do an episode of reflection. I really think there's great value in doing a reflection and too often we don't take the time to do it. Really, it can be like the layers of an onion. One thought of reflection turns into a deeper thought and then that allows us to sit into that moment, that memory a little bit longer. But sometimes we might just be skimming through our reflections instead of having intention with our inflection, right? If I think of it this way, maybe you're like me and you have, I'm going to say thousands, yes, thousands of pictures on your phone. And do you ever look through them and just scroll and realize it's, it's more like a blur of everything in your family or friends, what you did. And I think about it too, social media like Facebook has kind of the friendiversary videos that are put together and, and they're quick little snippets. They're filled with great pictures, but they're quick, right? Just like scrolling, it's quick. But let's just say we went through the pictures one by one and we just lingered on them. Maybe you'd notice things. Maybe you'd come more alive. I know on my phone, I think sometimes I have the settings where it captures like a little video. And those are always so fun to see, especially as the kids are getting older and how higher pitched their voice was or, you know, what they look like back then. And just, wow, it really brings back a good memory of that. And I really think when we choose to slow down a bit, we have more peace in our day, a feeling of contentment. And I sure appreciate that. So let's do that today. Let's have a little bit deeper reflection. So from a stats perspective, 2021 resulted in the hardship journey having 30 episodes with, oh my gosh, this blew me away, over 4,200 plays, 4,000. Like that literally blew my mind. And I'll even admit, I had a little tear. I teared up a bit thinking about that. I mean, there are millions of podcasts that are out on different platforms. And to think that there are some of you who've had an opportunity to listen to multiple episodes, maybe every single episode. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. My heart is just such gratitude for all of you who listen to that. Thank you so much. And these episodes had a little bit of everything. But really most important was that inspiration and perseverance every single one of my guests had. So if I take a step back, the idea of a podcast came when I had an opportunity to be a guest on my friend Molly Knuth, who is also a a guest on mine. She has a podcast, Small Minded Podcast. And, you know, back then too, that was in 2020 in October. And podcast listening was something new for me really. But I realized what a platform it was, especially how easy it was to have my earbuds in while I went for a walk, maybe did some house cleaning, or even while I was working. You know, they say you really can't multitask. But when you're listening to a podcast, you sure can. It really does. It does work. Um, And after I had done the interview with Molly, 
I kind of got this idea and I, I kind of laugh because I get a lot of ideas sometimes. And I sometimes tell my husband like shiny object syndrome, like I get this idea and then I feel like I have to sit and, and marinate on it a little bit. And I did on this one and the feeling kept growing and I was just like, oh man, I really feel like there's value in this. And immediately, so that was in October, in November, I ordered a podcast training and I immediately thought of the first two guests that I wanted, Dave Grady and Beth Ernson. They had been through some really significant things in their life and I just, from knowing them personally, their perspective, their attitude, I was just always in awe of. And I, I felt like that. I'm like, okay, if I feel like that, I feel like other people really could get value from listening to them. So I did, I reached out to them. I think I reached out to Beth in like November. I was like, I got this idea. Would you be open to it? And she said, yes. And I'm like, okay, I'll be back in touch. And I think I reached out to her maybe a couple more times. And I just sat on it until like April. Something inside me was just not ready to push play. And part of it, I feel like was my own insecurity on things, to be real honest with you. But then I was like, nope, let's, let's do the next thing. Time to do the next task. So my idea was to get some guests lined up, do some recordings. This way, I basically had this library to start with. And I thought, what better way to do this than would be around my birthday, which is in August. And then in late April... I was introduced to Melissa Bickerman and talking with her, she is the reason I went from a plan of, okay, let's get my episodes in order and I'll do this launch. It'll be great. You're on my birthday. I'll have time to, I'm going to do this right now. You see, Melissa was my age, had a child who was the exact same age as my oldest daughter and she had terminal cancer with weeks to live. And her life perspective was just extremely moving. And it was this jolt in me to embrace the life that we have and not to take any moment for granted because really we're not promised tomorrow. And Melissa did pass away uh, July 4th at her home surrounded by her family. And to date, her episode is number one that's been listened to. And wow, I am so glad for that because truly everyone should hear her message. And I can honestly say this podcast has changed my life for the better and has really helped me get comfortable to step out of my comfort zone. I think about one of the most frequent questions that I'm asked is, where do I find my guests? Well, it's pretty simple. I reach out to them and just ask if they'd like to be a guest on my podcast I actually had a listing of people in the rarest times, all of a sudden somebody's name or face would come into my mind. I'm like, oh, I got to write them down. (laughs) So I wrote them down and I would reach out to them and I put like a little check mark next to it if, you know, they were going to, they were open to being a guest on that. And it's really stepping out of my comfort zone because with some of these outreaches, we were introduced through a mutual friend. And I'll tell you what, I remember the first, Melissa was actually the first guest for that. Um, I had such knots in my stomach from doing the reach out. Um, Really, it's, it's kind of, I guess, calmed itself down. You know, whenever we do something for the first time, it's always scary as heck. 
always, and I'm going to tell you this, and I probably told you before, but I'm going to share it again, that that is our human brain right there. We have a part of our brain that back in the day of our ancestors, really like a long time ago, this part of our brain truly kept us alive. I kind of call it the critter brain because it kind of plays the little voices in your head like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You know, if you think about like something you've made a decision on and if you sit and think about it, you're like talking yourself out of it or even going out with friends for an evening like, oh, yeah, I can do stuff at home. I shouldn't go out tonight. And you find yourself coming up with reasons why you shouldn't do what you decided you wanted to do. And that's our critter brain. It's just basically saying, Andrea, I don't know if you're going to survive this, even though it's just a reach out. And it gives me those receptors those signals of like fight or flight even though it's a simple task it's a big task when it's not something you're used to so since I've been doing that and I've survived I've gotten a lot more calmer (laughs) in regards to how I feel when I'm going to do a reach out to somebody but yeah it's definitely there is a biological reason for that and when I reach out to these individuals right like if we don't know each other it's like Hi, I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to ask you if you'd be open to sharing a deeply personal story to me who is a stranger. (laughs) And more times than not, I got the yes. I've had the no's too. And even in the time of the no's, I totally have respect for the individuals because I, they have to make the decision for themselves. If it's something that they're comfortable with, awesome. If they're not, I understand. I don't know. I can't say for myself, you know, that I would necessarily want to be open to sharing something in that regard as well. So I so appreciate the people that have been willing and even those who have declined, um, you know, sometimes they've been very appreciative, like, oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me. It's just not something I'm willing to talk about right now. And I totally respect that. And I would say the most common feeling a guest has that I've had to reach out on is nervousness. I totally relate to that. Totally. You know, even a couple of my guests had told me they wanted to cancel our session because it just, it just didn't, it didn't feel right with them. It didn't sit right. Maybe it wasn't a good idea to share the story. And kind of going back to what I shared before about that critter brain, I know um, it was just that piece of them kind of going down that path. And of course, like I said, the decision is totally theirs and I want them to be comfortable in what they're doing. And that's really why I kind of want to create a setting or an environment, ambiance that we're just sitting around having a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, really just being super conversational, casual, rather than your hardball Q&A, like question one, you know, real stern. I'm thinking like, you know, the, the light in a police room, you just see it on TV. It's a dark room, but the lamp is overhead. Like answer this question, like... That is definitely not what I want to be conveying in that way. And I know each individual knows their own story best. And I'm always certain it's going to help someone with what they're going through on their own. Or maybe they even know someone who's experienced something. The world is truly a small space. And one guest did share with me that telling her story was really, she recognized a part of her healing process. So I was so happy that she was able to use this platform as part of that. So another question I get from people who listen is, 
do you make us want to cry every episode? <laughs> well, maybe. Um, I've often thought of applying like a tissue scale rating. I mean, there have been times when I have been talking with the guest that I am sobbing and I hope it doesn't come on the recording. I mean, these stories just hit you in your gut and I really feel like it's these types of moments that we get that jolt, we get that different perspective on things and I just, I just want, you know, people to recognize that when you go through something hard, you do find yourself at the bottom of the barrel at a very deep, dark time. And then we're going to see the emergent, right? Maybe it's taking it the step at a time, hour by hour, day by day. But the inspiration that comes from these people is just amazing. So I don't know, maybe I need to put a little label of skip the mascara today. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, life can be really hard. And those who've shared their story went through hard moments. And it's those moments that I think about, I could probably see myself or see others just like rolled in a ball in the corner of a room. And yet these people, these amazing, strong people who really could be me and you, their parents, their employees, their spouses, their friends, they went through it and they didn't stop living. Again, taking it minute by minute, hour by hour, they persevered. And it's those influences that have me taking a look at what energy I'm putting into something and has me realizing, is this worth getting upset over? There are quite a bit of things now that I kind of just, if I have a moment, if I have that bad day, I don't stay in it. I don't feel like I stay in it as long as maybe I would have or what I did before. We're all going to have bad days. We're human. We're allowed that for sure. But if we didn't have these influential stories to lift us up and remind us on our hard days, we, we can have the choice to keep going. And life is truly beautiful. And I think the hardest episodes that I have done, no doubt, are the ones that include children. Those are by far the ones that tug on my heart the most. Talking to parents who've lost a child or worked through a grave illness. And a lot of times these these parents have other children in the home too and, and trying to put life back together. Oh, that, that's life. That's life changing right there. These are the people who truly live that quote. You never know how strong you are until you, being strong is the only choice you have. And on the flip side, you know, stories of children is also very heartwarming. And I like to think back to the episodes of children who are able to be born into the world where perhaps the odds or risks are stacked against them. And sometimes it results in a double or triple miracle. And that is pretty dang awesome. And regardless, you know, in talking with these parents, I often find myself reflecting, how am I showing up for my kids like they need me to? I do definitely think I've given my kids more um, random hugs, <laughs> which having some teenagers in the house, they are kind of like, uh, what are you doing? Don't even come in my room. Don't talk to me. Um, you know, the fist bumps, the elbow bumps, kind of things like that. And I definitely know I've said I love you more this year. 
Um, and just don't get me wrong, we don't always have just peace in our house. I can give a hug or uh, say I love you, and then five minutes later I could be yelling at one or more of my children because they're fighting and arguing. But I got to thinking maybe, maybe they should start giving each other hugs. <laughs> maybe, maybe we would have more peace and content in the house. So I think about another guest that really generated life-changing influence for me, and that was of Tracy Burning Brookback. Tracy and her late husband, Evan, had this mantra of say yes for the first time during his fight fight of cancer. And Tracy shared all the things that she and Evan did for the first time. And it really hit me hard that I need to say yes to myself. I need to say yes to going into coaching full time. And that was in November, uh, first week of November. And following that episode, I actually gave my notice to my employer. Uh, Life has us questioning, why are we waiting to do something? Why are we waiting to try something? I know, and and I feel like this has evolved a little bit more for me because I just finished up the transformational mastery coaching program that I was doing where beliefs and identity really hold a person back. And it's not just necessarily about like what our programming is, but sometimes if we have this image in our mind, like we have to wait until things are perfect um, or in a certain way before we can make the move, before we can make the next step. Well, if we think about it, even in Hollywood, even Disney movies have conflict. So we really know that perfect perfect really is a word that we can't rule our life by. But we can take the first step. And then the next step will show itself. So here I am in my own final days of the corporate world, ready to embark on coaching full-time in January 2022. And I am super excited and I'm a little nervous too. And it kind of takes me back to the time with my guests and excitement and nervousness are really a part of how we grow And growing is so good. Growing allows us to experience life. And what a blessing to experience life. It may not always give us the path we envision. And we even may have a hardship to grow through. But we can and we will persevere through it. And what I have also found to be super inspiring through the course of all these episodes and guests is how often faith shows up. You know, it's a life-changing event. Grady shared about his memory of going to heaven. And JC shared about being up in Mayo and being told there's no appointments. And her mom said, you know, we're going to pray on this. Jesus going to take care of us. And lo and behold, there was an appointment that became available. And we have other events that really can't be explained other than it being an act of God. Leanne Smith shared about her children's pictures and her Bible being untouched in the house fire. And I think about Craig Wolfkohl with the hog barn explosion and how he shared in the way that the the light, um, excuse me, not the light, but the gas had come. If he had taken a a deep breath, you know, he would most likely have perished. So it just is awesome to hear what a person experiences in that regard. And I did an interview with Father Carl Reese, and he was one I really enjoyed. And I respect people are on their own journey of faith 
And that was something that I really evolved into this year for myself as well. And I know religion can be taboo and I almost feel like that could be one of the controversial topics of anything is having like a spiritual sense. But you know what I find when I talk to people is that I think it's one of those unspoken things of something everybody needs and wants in their life, but maybe they don't verbalize it enough. So definitely not looking to push on anything into anyone, but I can tell you, I appreciate and get that warm, fuzzy feeling when I hear the moments from guests that really have God a part of it. And he's really helped me out too. I'll tell you what, there's been times when I have not had any guests lined up and I was wondering almost, I don't want to say panic mode because that's a little ridiculous, but in a thought of what am I going to do? I don't have anybody lined up. And then all of a sudden I will have multiple guests in a row that the whole month can even be planned out. That's happened a few times and it's planned out in literally a few days where day a few days ago I had nothing to go off of and then a couple days later all of a sudden I'm getting things scheduled I'm getting things recorded and it's just like oh my gosh so these days I really find myself following the phrase even if because you see even if means faith and before I was really finding myself on a what if well what if represents fear So by using even if, I'm choosing faith over fear. And that's something I will do any day. So looking ahead to 2022, what is next? I mean, 2021 was a wonderful year full of connections and growth. Um, As I think about things and the stories that were shared, one thing I recognize, I have my own hardships and I've never really shared them. So Perhaps 2022 will be a year that I share a hardship that I experienced and, you know, how it evolved for me. Here in the next week, I'll be transitioning to the self-employed side of things. So we'll have focus on that and kind of thinking about the podcast. I definitely have guests in mind, um, have some things or trying to take a little break between the, the holidays here, but I definitely look to book and record with more guests. And if you have anyone in mind, gosh, I encourage you, let me know. I would love to connect with them. And I really envision 2022 being about alignment. So just trying to marinate that on a bit more and realizing (laughs) from earlier that plans that you make aren't always the plans that get executed. I'm going to keep 2022 pretty open. And I hope whatever it turns out to be, that it still brings moments of inspiration and helping people to be able to connect and encourage the shift of the mindset. And to know that even if life gives us lemons, we're going to make some pretty amazing lemonade out of it. Thank you again for listening and sharing of the episodes for this year. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Wishing you a wonderful and happy new year.